Good day from Wall Street. This is Jack Marks for Wall Street Reporter. Today, I'm speaking with Andy Williams. He's the co-founder and CEO of Medicine Man Technologies. Stock symbol is MDCL. Andy, uh, welcome. Thank you very much, Jack. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, Andy. So, you know, we're going to kind of start off with your your you've just taken over as CEO. You're you're the co-founder, but you just taken over from uh, uh Brett who passed uh uh, uh this week. Uh, so, I first I want to offer my condolences to to you and and the whole team. Thank you. And um but and let's um you know kind of start off with uh, you know a little bit about the company's history, how you and and Brett started the company, what was the, the the reasoning behind it and how you've involved you've evolved into the uh, current business model yes so i actually met brett uh, a great man um you know and, and, and i could make this a memorial to brett he's a, a wonderful person a great leader and a pioneer in this space um but i in 2009 i started a company called medicine man in colorado which is now a, a vertically integrated leading cannabis company in Colorado and a very well-known brand in the cannabis space, even around the country. Um, and I met Brett um, through a, a real estate deal that I was doing, and, and Brett was very interested in the cannabis space. He was uh, always fascinated in learning something uh, new, and, and this was it. <clears throat> so for, I don't know, the first three years of our relationship, he would come in and we would talk about business and what was going on. And he would, he would uh, teach me about public markets, et cetera. And one day, and it was about 2013, maybe 2012, he said, you know, you should really think about being a consultant, Andy, uh, because you've got a lot of great IP here. We're doing things in a brand new industry that, you know, were kind of rare, not knowledge that was out there for the, um, for the easy, for the easy taking. And, um, you know, at the time, though, I was watering plants and being the HR person and running the company and doing all kinds of things. And I said, yeah, I'll do that in my spare time, Brad, even though certainly it had entered my mind before. And he said, no. And he said, I'll do it for you. I said, I'll, I'll work with you. Or he said, I'll work with you, and we'll build the foundation of this together. And uh, and I said, let's do it. I, I really had nothing to lose on this. He, he wanted a, a you know some stock in the deal if we ever went public or part of the company otherwise. And so we built the foundation of a consulting company to help people that had the business acumen, the money and desire to get into the cannabis space, but didn't have the know-how. And we provided that know-how. And so we've had well over 100 clients now all over the world even. Um, we're working right now in 17 states. Um, we're very good at winning competitive licensure, um, designing building facilities, um, you know, and training employees, getting systems up and running, getting people's doors open, helping them get into this space. Uh, we and we've we've grown as a company since then. But that's how we got into it, just from the whim of a very smart person who's who said, "Hey, I'll lend you a hand getting this company going." So, what um, can, maybe you can get into uh, some details of what are the, all the 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 business lines that you have right now? You have, uh, I believe, four or five different lines of business. We do. So we started the company, like I said, only as a consulting company, knowing that we'd want to grow that further from there. Um, just as a note, we started trading in, I think, January 2015. And um, 
So since then, we've added many more professional services lines from helping people after they're in business who aren't performing as they thought they might and need help in performing better. We go in and, and help them do better um, to managing cultivations and, and other things. Uh, we do ad hoc type consulting for design and pro forma and, and uh, other little pieces of the of the process that people are interested in our help with. Um, we have products now as well. We have our own nutrient line that was formulated specifically for cannabis. And I have um, multiple uh, large cultivations and I use it in my own facilities. And even though it is my nutrient line, I wouldn't use it if it wasn't the best uh, because it would cost me too much money. And I do. It's called Success Nutrients. Um, we have uh, another, well, we have a whole lot of other products in through our company called Big Tomato, one of the oldest um, cultivation supply stores in the country. Uh, we've supplied over uh, $150 million of, of cultivation supply products to um, uh, cultivators in, in both the industrial space and the home, home grower. Um, of course, we purchased that company last year, but... Uh, you know, this is something that allows us to service not only our own cultivations, but also our clients and uh, the general public and, and other uh, industry players at large. Um, we have a book called Three Alight. We've sold over a million dollars um, worth of uh, copies of that book, and we're on our second edition now. And we have an, uh, an application, an app that goes with that book that, um, that both of those are targeted to the home grower and growing at home because information on how to grow marijuana is still hard to get and quite honestly not very reliable a lot of times. And so this provides them with a really definitive source um, for cultivating at home. So it seems like you have a lot of you know, synergistic operations. You you sell the, the nutrients. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you have the consulting. What um, you know? Let let me first ask you on, on the consulting side. How does that how does that business model work? Do you have recurring revenues? Do you have like participation in profits or like like how does how does that model work? Uh, yes, to all of those actually. So some of them are just fee based. Um, some of them, we do have participation in profits and there's only a couple of those, uh, but then also recurring revenue. So for instance, in our, what we call our cultivation max line is where we go help people get better. And here's a, for instance, uh, a client of ours before we were involved with them, were growing about 0.7 pounds of marijuana per light in their facility. And which is very, it's a, a poor result. So less than a pound per light of marijuana. And uh, so we said, okay, your baseline will be a pound. And anything that we grow above that, uh, we'll get a small percentage of uh, for five years. And so uh, we're growing consistently over three and a half pounds per light in that facility. And so we get a percentage of that delta. And, uh, and those are significant revenues. So that's that's how that works. Okay. So what look, look, now you've had some pretty impressive revenue growth and uh you're actually you know quite profitable right now. Can you kind of give us a breakdown of w you know which line of business is bringing the revenues in and which and what you know what are the kind of the where are the opportunities? What's the fastest growing part of the, your business right now? Yeah, our our, our business is about to uh, really take off. Uh a couple of things, right? You know, we did really well in the professional services side. Our nutrient line is expanding. Um, right now, we're in the process of registering our, our nutrient products in all states. Right now, we're only in six in Canada. Uh, soon, we'll be um, in every state. 
and then we'll be looking at other global expansion for our nutrient line and and uh, and increasing our distribution a lot. Um, and let's see, uh, the one of the big parts of, in this last quarter of revenue for us was forming a partnership with a Canadian company called Canada House that also trades publicly under the ticker symbol CHV or uh, Charlie Hotel Victor, um, I think. And they are licensed now to sell our products and services in Canada. And, and so that came with uh, stock in their company as well as some cash. Um, but we also get ongoing revenue from everything that they sell there that uh, is our intellectual property. And that's going to continue to grow. Um, what I'm most excited about is our recent decision. So Brett, before he passed, was working with me on a transition plan. That was actually scheduled to go into effect uh, early next year, and so we've had to accelerate that plan a little bit. But um, you know, he had a big part in what's about to come, which is our transition from uh, consulting and products company to a consulting products and operator. So we will be vertically integrated operators in this space um, um, early next year. Okay, that will change the value proposition for our stock greatly. What um, and so you, essentially you're going to become you're going to start uh, growing next year. We will have cultivations, retail, um, and processing operations under our under our umbrella. That's correct. Okay, it's, it's like a really a turn, turnkey operation. It is. You know, we get requests all the time for people that really don't want a consultant. They want an operating partner. And um, and so we're going to pull back some from the helping people get into the business and do it ourselves. Um, but, you know, having operating or having partners that want to put up the capital, and a lot of times they bring a lot of business acumen that uh, helps as well, but um, in, in, in relationships. But we're going to be operators in the space. And so, you know, it's almost a fire and forget business investment for our for our partners in that um, I'm a successful operator here in Colorado. It's a very tight market, and we're leading this state uh, with a handful of others. Uh, Joshua Hopped is another extraordinarily uh, uh, successful operator in the space as part of our leadership team. He's the one that developed the success nutrients and, and the three light techniques that we use today in our cultivation. Um, and, you know, there's something going on in Colorado that maybe your viewers don't know about, um, I've been very involved in the regulation in Colorado and the legislation that's formed. And um, last year we got a bill passed that allowed for public company ownership of cannabis companies in Colorado. Well, it passed with large majorities through the House and the Senate of Colorado, but was vetoed by Governor Hickenlooper. Um, this year we have a new governor that's going into office in early January, January uh, Jared Polis. And he has embraced the cannabis industry with both arms and will sign this bill. I believe the bill will be passed in January and signed in early February and effective sometime, uh, I'm hoping by summertime next year, but you know, sometime next year anyway. And when that happens, we are uniquely positioned in Colorado to roll up this industry. Um, you know, I certainly have a lot of businesses here that would love to participate in a roll-up, and uh, and I'm very connected in this industry here, not just in Colorado but nationwide. And there are a lot of operators out there right now who are afraid. 
Uh, that if they don't do something now, they're going to miss out on on this expansion that's going on in this industry, and the the value of their businesses will dwindle, and and uh, they'll be back applying for a job when it's all said and done. So there are operators out there waiting to join our team, and and we're going to make it happen. So so you see a uh, a consolidation opportunity in color in Colorado specifically in that this regional market. I, see, I, I do see it in Colorado, but I see it nationwide. You know, I, I certainly don't have, um, you know, the, the company's always said that, that we're going to be getting into this someday, and, and I can't say our specific plans, but uh, Colorado has always been a target for us, but uh, we're looking, uh, we'll be looking at opportunities all over the country. Okay. So uh, look, let's back up a little bit. So right now you're, you're generating close to, what is it, nine nine million a year or so in revenues from your lines of business? Yes. Yes. We've consulting growing, uh, not growing, uh, products. That's correct. Um, this year we'll do over $9 million a year in revenue. That's what we've put out as guidance and, uh, we'll be profitable. And, uh, so yes. Okay. And now, so essentially 2019, uh, you are going to focus or you're going to get more into into the direction of uh, uh, you know cultivation, retail sales, and uh, you know consolidation opportunities in in the market in the, in those areas. That's correct. That is correct. Okay. What you know? Can you? Well, maybe can you give us some like uh, projections in terms of internal growth from your um, you know uh, production uh, for 2019? What, what what do you expect to do in, in next year yeah i don't think i've i don't think there's i don't think that's appropriate for me to comment on right now um but certainly i would anticipate our growth to uh accelerate okay but do, do you have like a you know a facility already in place to to do this um medicine technologies does not no um just you know i there's a lot i can't comment on i have okay. to be careful what i say here and so uh you know there's we certainly have plans in place, okay. and uh, we certainly, um, you know, have a good idea of what we're going to do next year, and and as soon as we can announce it, we will. Okay, so you know, we're, we're going to look forward to that. It looks like so far you've yeah. delivered you've delivered on your on your promises to date. So uh, this this is uh, something to look forward to. Uh, yeah. What uh, you know? Can you kind of get into? You know what kind of uh, what are your acquisition criteria? Like what, maybe you can get into like your uh, M and A strategy going forward in terms of um, in the retail or, or production space or other areas of the market. Well, yeah, it, it, you really have to look at the country state by state. So there's another law that's coming down the pike at the federal level that um, I'm on the board of what's called the Cannabis Trade Federation. And we've been working federally to enact law changes, uh, and specifically in the area of 280E, which is a, the tax penalty that our industry pays, and banking. And um, Corey Gardner and Elizabeth Warren are carrying a bill um, that is called the States Act. And the States Act will, in essence, federalize cannabis. Um, meaning it, it'll be treated much like gaming and, and alcohol will be. If a state uh, passes laws that say they're going to have a cannabis industry, 
well, it's free from federal interference and, and the people participating in that are not breaking federal law. And that's important because 280E, which is a tax code that in essence it says if you are a drug runner, you are not allowed to take federal tax deductions. For instance, the uh, cost of our licenses is called a bribe to a government official in order to pursue criminal activity. Uh, and not allowed to be deducted. Um, the rents of our retail facilities, advertising, etc., cannot be deducted. So our effective tax rate at a retail level um, is over 80%. And so it's very difficult if you're only a retailer to make money in this industry. The, the other sides of it, you can deduct COGS for, for cultivation or, or processing, but you're not allowed to for retail. And so Getting rid of that is going to be a huge boost to this industry, and um, this bill also has the ability to fix banking. So being able to have access to capital that is not from private equity is going to help this industry grow because it will be a lot more affordable, more plentiful, um, easier to get. And so with those two things in place, you know, we also have to look at um, the, the scarcity of product in the state. There's a lot of things that go into what the strategy is for what business operations do we want? But what I really want is the products, the brands um, that, are, that are transferable because, you know, cultivation is going to become a commodity over time. And, you know, big cultivation facilities are not going to be, you know, indoor facilities, I think, uh, are, are not going to be where the money is. There's certainly going to be a niche market for very, you know, uh, you know, highly cared for plants, but for the most part, um, you know, cannabis will be a commodity. And with that, brands and, um, and products will survive. And so that's what we're going to be focusing on is building the best brands, the best products, and of course, delivering all those with great customer service through our facilities. Uh, just like any other business, we, you have to have great products, great service. Um, you have to have great value that's delivered safely. Um, and um, and customer service is king. And that's where what is successful on the retail front. Uh, now you, you kind of touched on this a little bit, but what do you see uh, as sort of some of the biggest challenges and, and opportunities, you know, in the space over the next you know twelve months, uh, two thousand nineteen? What uh, how do you, you know, see the industry uh, shaping? Uh, the the industry won't change too much. You know, certainly it's going to be more profitable. With the States Act passing, and uh, and it's going to continue to roll roll up. So, the roll up of this industry certainly started uh, this last year, and it's going to accelerate over time. Um, the big change in this industry uh, that will come down the line is when U.S. markets open up to it. Right now, the OTC, of course, can have marijuana companies, but the NASDAQ and NYSE do not allow it, and the bankers won't support it. But when, if that banking bill, if that banking law can change and, and the U.S. bankers are now able to participate in it, I think the market shift will go from Canada to the United States, and, um, and the roll-up and the concentration will begin here. In addition, I think research is going to take a big role in the cannabis space. Research is relatively untouched in, in the United States since 1968. And, um, and that, there's a, pardon this pun, but there's a lot of low-hanging fruit in the research industry, and I certainly uh, am looking very hard at that. Uh, by research, do you, do you mean like um, medicinal? Yes, clinical trials. Okay, okay. Um, 
what um, and what about the, uh, and also you, I think you, you touched on uh, you know brand building. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have I mean do you, do you have plans in place to uh, you know create brands or what is what's your strategy with that? Well, keep in mind I already have created a lot of brands. Uh, Medicine Man is a marijuana brand. I own a company called MedFarm, um, and we have multiple brands of products. Um, and then, you know, some of the things that I might target um, uh, would be would be other big brands, uh, brands that I've enjoyed over time, uh, people that I like in this industry that are, you know, honest and hardworking, that have built uh, great businesses that uh, that have a lot to offer in terms of their brands, and, and not only that, but the, their their business acumen and and industry knowledge and, and connections. So. Um, those are something that, uh, that, that really, uh, I have experience doing. Okay. Now, can you, I think you, you touched on it briefly, but can you, you know, tell us about, you know, your background and also some of the other, you know, key members of the team? Yes. Uh, so I, I am an industrial engineer by schooling. I was in the U S army prior to going to college. Um, I have worked in many areas of manufacturing in my life, from heavy rail to printing and collating to data um, on a couple of fronts. Uh, electronic warfare was another one. And I, I worked in those companies in different positions uh, in industrial engineering and leadership. Um, my last position prior to st- starting um, Medicine Man was uh, project portfolio manager for a company called Jeppesen, which is a flight aviation company. And, uh, and I've also been somewhat of a serial entrepreneur throughout my life and had multiple failed businesses before I started Medicine Man. But, um, you know, an entrepreneur keeps trying and, and uh, learns a lot of lessons. So, uh, and that's, that's, so that's my background. And wh- what about the, the other uh, key members of the team? Other key members of the team, Paul Dickman is our um, uh, chairman of the board. He has a tremendous amount of public company experience. He uh, has been with me from the start in terms of he was our initial CFO, uh, helped to take us public. He served as our uh, CFO for a number of years. Uh, he is now chairman of the board. Um, we've just hired uh, a new I can't say that. I'm sorry about that. Um, we we have Joshua Hopped, who uh, is an extraordinary operator in this space um, that uh, serves as a, a C-level position with us. He is known as the Steve Jobs of cultivation in the industry, and he, his last name is spelled H-A-U-P-T, and any uh, search on him, you'll see... Uh, article after article about his prowess in, in cultivation, but he's also tremendous at, uh, at at sales and and bringing in deals and things like that. He's just a dynamic person. Um, and then we have a lot of lot uh, you know a lot of other leaders in our company that are less well known but uh, are extraordinary in what they do. Okay, uh, Andy, what what's your vision for the company over the next two three years? You know, what will you know Medicine Man look like? Is it going to be you know, mostly focused on uh, on production? Are you still going to keep the consulting business? Like what's going to look, what would the company look like? And maybe if you feel comfortable making some, you know, revenue projections. I don't feel comfortable making revenue projections right now. I think uh, we have to wait for some announcements for that to happen. Um, But, you know, I do see, I do see medicine and technologies being a global leader in the cannabis industry uh, in multiple verticals, Um, certainly in the the cultivation and and retail as well as uh, processing space and making products, whatever. Uh, I, I, I'm very interested in the, 
in the research side of it. I, I certainly uh, have another company that uh, is doing some work on that side right now, and and that's a real passion of mine. I, I I think one of our employees can win the Nobel Prize for Medicine someday, and if not one of ours, somebody in the industry, and it's going to be a fantastic time. There's so much so much potential with this plant. Um, but I also see other verticals um, developing. You know, selling picks and shovels to this industry is a great way to, uh, it's a great business. And we have some phenomenal products and some, um, you know, supply stores that are doing very well, and we're going to continue the growth of those. Um, there are other verticals in terms of technology that I like. Um, and I also like the hemp world. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm looking at that space a lot right now. Um, and... I think there's a lot of crossover between product development on the cannabis side and product development on the hemp side that can be very synergistic. Okay. And uh, what, what are some of the, the key milestones that uh, you know, investors can look forward to uh, in 2019? What do you have coming up that people should keep an eye on? Um, there was a bill last year called House Bill 1011. There will be another bill written this year. This is in Colorado. Um, that will be, um, I think, a little bit better bill than that was, that you should look for that passing in January in Colorado and being signed by the new governor. Um, and I think important dates in that are going to be the effectivity date that uh, comes along with that bill. Um, and, of course, the States Act, you know, watching that bill at the federal level, and you know, I, you know, I believe President Trump wants that bill signed, and I think the Democrats want it passed. So that's a, a nice combination. I believe that's going to pass this year. Those two in combination are going to be great for our company, but they're also going to be great for the industry as a whole. Um, and for our company, um, you know, I, I think uh, we're going to be working very aggressively on our transition plan that Brett, our former CEO, helped me to put together along with other people on our team. And um, that plan is, is going to be taking effect here shortly. And uh, we'll be making announcements very quickly uh, when that plan is, is has started. So those are the things that I think investors should look out for. Uh, I think the good idea would be to buy stock now um, before we start making plan, our, our plans come true. Okay, okay. So on, on that note, what, what would you say are the uh, top, uh, top three reasons investors should uh, take a look at your stock right now? Well, here's an easy one. Um, look at our multipliers. In the cannabis space on the OTC markets, I think the average multiplier for a cannabis company is 12. Ours is now at four. Uh, of course, if you're looking at the CSE, the average multiplier is 72. Um, there's just not very many cannabis companies that uh, you know, have grown in terms of the revenue seven quarters in a row and showing profitability for three in a row. And, and that's unusual in itself. And so maybe that would be my second reason. There's a lot of these big companies out there right now, and you can make profit uh, on the swings of these things up and down. Um, but we're building a company that's going to stand the test of time that has bottom line revenue the, along with the top line revenue. We have proven operators in this space um, that, that really know how to, to compete in very competitive environments, uh, which is something that a lot of states don't have to worry about right now. Um, and we built our company differently. I, you know, a lot of these big companies started with the money and the desire, and they bought the assets, and they're trying to figure out how to make them profitable. 
we started by building the businesses that are successful, that are industry leaders. And, and now we're going to take the step and, um, and become operators in this space with this now consulting and products company. So there's a lot of big differences there. And, and we're straight shooters. Um, we're not going to pull, pull the wool over anybody's eyes. We're going to tell you what we're going to do, and then we're going to do it and uh, tell you the results. So I think we're a good investment. So on that note, uh, I want to thank you, and uh, we look forward to, to following the, the Medicine Man story uh, in uh, 2019. Thank you very much. I look forward to following up with you.